Hello and welcome. I'm recording this on a morning, so if you happen to be listening on a morning, then good morning to you. If not, enjoy it regardless of the time of day. And thank you. This is a presentation of Mr. Majestic, and we are proud to be continuing our great work here. And thank you for all the new uh, followers and uh, listeners. I think I just pick out a movie I've seen the last couple weeks to review. And though I don't have this movie on physical media, I may look into getting it because uh, I'd like to see some of the special features, maybe. And maybe watch, uh, see a little bit more of how it developed. I don't really like uh, the second uh, second half of the of the uh, third act as much, but this movie is Paycheck. Um, uh, and uh, I'm just making sure in my mind came out in 2003 I believe that it was like released in Christmas of 2003 and got lost in the shuffle of the Christmas of 2003 perhaps did better internationally than in America because in 2003 right at that time there was uh you know, the Lord of the Rings films just coming out right then. The third one. And, um... You know, Cold Mountain had just gotten released. And even that strange Peter Pan movie. And even one called Glitter was out at the same time. The Peter Pan movie I'm referring to had, uh... Ludovin Sagnier in that. That's actually a pretty good movie. Um... It was actually a pretty good movie. But sticking more to the topic of uh, Paycheck, it is a John Woo movie and based from a Philip K. Dick idea or story. Now, a lot of these movies are come from his books. A lot of them basically just come from the ideas that the books are around, not necessarily the books themselves, but they are based on the books, but really take, you know, a lot of liberties. And to be fa- <coughs> to be fair, you know, Philip K. Dick has a lot of good stories, but the ideas are really um, quite amazing. Uh, so, you know, I'm a real apologist, I guess, if you had to label things which I don't even want to do, but I really like the movie uh, Mission Impossible 2. I like it a lot. I think it's really underrated. And I don't really like everyone making fun of it. And there's a lot of movies that have had things in the trailers that aren't exactly showing what the reality of the movie is. And it's not like Anthony Hopkins was not in the movie. He was in it, but not for as much, maybe, as they had billed him to be. 
would I like to see Anthony Hopkins in the Mission Impossible series more? Beyond part two? Yes. Yes. I think that would have been great to see that character more prevalent. I believe he's mentioned in three. I believe he's mentioned in four. But then that's kind of done away with. And you can listen to a lot of different podcasts um, with Christopher McQuarrie. Where he seems to very much enjoy speaking about these subjects. Um, Whether or not he should be the constant source of everything going forward with the series. I think that's rather debatable. And I say that as saying, you know, that Fallout's one of my favorite movies of all time. Not necessarily even in the franchise. Um, But on that token, Mission Impossible 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mission Impossible 4 for the good things in it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Part 5, I guess you would say lesser to that extent. Not as good. Uh, But this has nothing to do with really Paycheck, except that John Woo directed Paycheck right after Mission Impossible 2. Um, I really much enjoy uh, Paycheck. It stars Ben Affleck, Uma Thurman, and Aaron Eckhart. And, I mean, it requires me to actually kind of look it up to describe what the plot is. Because as I'm going to describe it before looking it up, I would just say, it's like, this guy's a kind of in a similar situation to Total Recall. So I would say that the movie's similar to Total Recall, but fun and really, you know, good, uh, entertaining in its own right. But definitely no Total Recall, but, I mean, what movie is, you know? It's kind of a hard, high bar to climb. But, uh, yeah, this is when Uma Thurman was... I mean, just coming off of the Kill Bill movie, so... Anyway, the plot's not really loading for it, so, I mean, is it really that important? Aaron Eckhart's in it. Um, here it is. And it gets 27% of Rotten Tomatoes, so apparently, to my understanding of Rotten Tomatoes, that means that 27% of critics that they're using the data for gave it a positive review. Hard to believe, so low. Colm Fiore is in it. He's a, I think that's how you say it, the underrated actor, in my opinion. Michael C. Hall is in the film. Paul Giamatti. Joe Morton. Um, but what do they say the plot is? Near future, he's a reverse engineer. He analyzes corporate, his cl- something and recreates it. To protect, he has to undergo memory wipe to remove knowledge of his this and that. So basically, it's just an action movie. It's a really complicated action movie with the plot and all that. I think it's really good. People didn't like it. It has meaningless chases, shootouts, and explosions. I think that when someone says that, that's the positive aspect of the movie. That it has this just really cool action and I don't want to say it's meaningless it matters to the plot at the time but um, someone called Scott Tobias gave it a thing where they said it's a smart thriller 
Wu's wonderful sense of timing and rhythm, calling it one of the more competent and reassuring action movies to come around. Uh, Roger Ebert himself gave it two out of four, saying that he enjoyed the movie, but never really developed. So why would you give it two out of four then? I don't get that. Um, I give it maybe three out of four, and say I don't even care really about the ending or the act. You know, I felt basically after about an hour and fifteen or twenty minutes of watching it um, that it was good. That it has satisfied me enough as a movie that it could never reach the heights of a Total Recall. But that, to me, it was more entertaining than, you know, 80% of action movies. Because most action movies aren't good, really. The ones that are good are awesome. But every action movie has at least, you know, basic exciting parts. And this one had uh, more than that. And to the point that I'd actually want to watch it again. I really like the action in this film. So... Answering the question of if it has on special features or uh, it cost 61 million, by the way, too. So could have cost more, though, I guess. Uh, like if they had more faith, I guess they'd pay even more for it. But I don't know. I don't really see like that's. Um, here's what John Woo said. Uh, I was fine with the sci-fi and paycheck because there wasn't too much. I had intended to make an Alfred Hitchcock-style movie out of it. Something suspense and thrills more than guns and shooting. But unfortunately, the script wasn't written that way. It didn't work well for suspense and didn't come out the way I wanted it to be. Not as Hitchcockian. Not as Hitchcockian. But at least it was nice working with Ben Affleck. Where did he say that? In Entertainment Weekly, he says that, and it's an article about his misses. Well, I would say that Wind Talker is far more of a miss than a, <laughs> than a paycheck. In fact, I think I own Wind Talkers. I'd like to trade that in for paycheck if I could find if paycheck has good special features. Movie, DVD. Special features. Well, this has been the review for Paycheck. Thanks.